feel like for a lot of us, life is getting a little bit crazier than usual. And I say this because I feel like a lot of you have grown up with me. I started on YouTube in 2012, I believe, which is crazy. So I've been doing this for 10 years now. Again, that's absolutely crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this. But why I bring that up isn't to just talk about me. It's also to talk about you. And if you've grown up with me, then you're kind of at the point in your life where you're finishing university. You're getting ready to make that next step, make that next move. And depending where you are, and it's different for every single one of us, but you might be ready to buy a home. And that's kind of the point where I am right now. I've been trying to buy a home for, oh gosh, since 2019. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to write a script for, for a YouTube video and, and I tried buying a home in 2019. And that's when like, COVID was like just starting to hit. And then I think it really hit in 2020. Um, and that changed everything. So all my plans kind of kind of went down the gutter, which wasn't the best time for everything to happen. But hey, here we are. And then in 2020, the same thing happened. I had to move in 2021. I had to move again. So I didn't have enough time to even plan on buying a home. And now we're in 2022, 2023 season. And, uh, well, I have to move again, except this time I'm looking to, to buy. And I wanted to bring this up on a podcast because I find making it, posting it on Instagram or like posting it on YouTube or anywhere else. Like it makes it a real thing, but this isn't, it's not real yet. It's just a conversation right now. And I wanted to have that conversation with you guys because it's a scary thing. And we're not taught in school and I don't know everything, but I just wanted to, share whatever stressors I've had and things that I think you should look into if that makes sense because I'm not going to tell you okay this is how you have to buy a home I haven't done it yet but I'm here to tell you that you know the stress that you're feeling right now in your life if if you feel stuck or if you feel like oh I'm tired of paying rent or or I want to grow up and I want to I want to move forward into this adulthood well I'm doing that right now so I wanted to share my experience you know, with that. So in 2019, I started searching for a home. And here's me thinking, you know, I'm going to be able to afford like a million dollar home. And it's just so much. It's, (laughs) I don't know how to say it. It sucks. It's not like that unless you work for a company that gives you a really good salary and you've been working there for a while. Um, What I'm trying to say is if you're like me and you're self-employed, you're not going to see those numbers until you have been doing it for a while and you're able to make a decent amount of money, like a lot of money to the point where you're paying a lot of money in taxes. That's the point when they're going to allow you to buy a home. I think it's weird that, you know, mortgage brokers and lenders still look at self-employed people as non-reliable. And I understand it. There's so much risk. Like I don't get paid every month. (laughs) I don't think people understand that. I get paid like every few months. And if I don't get a brand deal or if I don't do certain things, like on the podcast, I'm sure you've heard some ads go by. That's what allows me to keep doing what I do and keep, you know, paying my internet bill. A lot of creators talk about this and they're like, okay, it allows you me to do what I, what I do. If you don't understand what that sentence means, it's literally means pay bills to buy cameras, to buy microphones, to everything subscription service now. So like Adobe and everything like that is like subscription service. So to get the editing softwares, everything to pay for rent, hydro, internet, all of that, it costs a lot of money 
and being an influencer isn't necessarily the most expensive job, but it does it does cost some. You know, having having a good phone and having good quality uh, cameras and uh, computers and everything like that, it it does add up. It, it's it's a nice hefty bill, and you are solely reliant on the content that you make. So, if you're not making it, and then you don't even have the money to pay for the things to make the content, then you're you're in this you're in this downfall here. And so I've been lucky, and I've been very very grateful to be able to keep doing this for the last ten years. And I feel like maybe the reason why is because I didn't follow a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends growing up, they they moved out. Not, this is not a bash to them. A lot of them are still successful, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them did not succeed in this in this job, um, and they're off doing new things that that is amazing. But it's a different it's a different gig than what they planned out to be doing. And a lot of them went out to LA or New York, and they really or even Toronto and Vancouver, and they really tried to you know play that big lifestyle that they weren't seeing in revenue, um, and it just didn't match. And I, I was always scared of money growing up because it's not like my family was, was poor. We weren't like even below average. We were around average. But a lot of kids that I went to, I went to a predominantly white, rich kid school. But I, my family didn't have a lot of money. We were like that one little tiny, tiny, tiny starter bungalow home on the block, surrounded by mansions. Some of them, I, I make it sound, you know. Like I didn't have money. I had money growing up. I was very, I was very thankful. Um, I was able to play sports I wanted to play, but I wasn't able to, you know, get the phone I wanted or things like that. Where the other kids in my school was, they were able to do. And and even at that time, I was, I don't know. I, I felt a little left out from that because I didn't feel like I fit into the my surroundings that that I was in. And and now, you know, the way that I think about money now is I'm still very frugal with it. I like to have my fun. I like to buy my fancy little toys, like my 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 cameras and <laughs> and everything like that, and and play sports and buy nice running shoes and go to a nice gym, like things like that that I really enjoy. But I didn't really spend it on like traveling and you know renting a ten thousand dollar a month place in Los Angeles or New York. I just didn't. I just didn't go that route because I one. I I don't think I understood money. It, it really scared me. It's it was a scary thing to spend money, even if I had it. There was some nights where like I would go out with my friends and I would get into this like power dynamic where I was making a decent amount of money because I just got like paid for something, and I felt the need to spend it. And then the next day I was like, oh my god, that was a stupid idea. That's not who I am. And it only took a few times to realize like this is not the person I want to be. And so I went back to being a little bit more frugal. I, ha- I still again I still have my fun, and I think there's a fine line that you as an individual need to discuss with yourself how I how I manage my money. And I feel like we're all over the place with this podcast right now, but these are the thoughts that I've I've had throughout the last 5 years of even considering buying a home. They're all over the place. They're at the point where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can do this. This looks easy." And then it's holy shit, I don't think I have any money. I can't I can't do this. Oh my god, I'm stressed out. I, I'm not ready for this. And to just put these thoughts out into the world. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's not having a script. It's not saying everything correctly. Like I I could be wrong with everything that I'm saying, but I know that there's one person out there because I don't believe that anyone is alone in this in this world. There's one person out there who's going to relate to me, who's going to have a very similar life to me, and there's going to be people who have different aspects of the life to be similar to me. And I hope that this finds you. 
the entirety of the episode today, I don't want it to be themed on money and home purchases because there's a lot of us who live in places that you'll never be able to afford a home. My brother currently lives in Vancouver, and I think the average home price is one point something million, like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3 million or something. And so he's like, I'm never going to be able to live here. Like, I'm never going to be able to buy a home here, nor do I want to. And again, like we grew up with the same family and we're just not people who want to spend a million dollars. That's just not who who we are. It's never who we want to be. And it's also not the type of like life that we want to give our family. Having money and being able to support family is huge, but you know, use it in the right places, I think is where my brother and I are both at. And we just want to be supportive of family and each other at any point and always have like a, a little safety net um, as best as we can. And it, it's scary when it comes to trusting your gut and moving forward in your life because no one is sitting here telling us what to do. And I can tell you this for a fact. I've talked to, you know, tax tax people, mortgage brokers, investment guys, financial planners, real estate agent, everyone, and they never tell you what to do. You can always say, like, uh, you'll always, I always ask, I always ask, what do you think I should do? You're the expert. What should I do here? They always say, like, well, what do you want to do? What, trust your gut. Go with your, go with your opinion. Like, all that bullshit. It's like, I'm not, I'm paying you. I want your advice to me. And I've never, ever, ever received it. And the reason why is because they are held liable for giving you advice. So if they tell you, oh, go buy a Lamborghini, and the next thing you know, you're broke. Well, they can get in a lot of trouble, even though they're probably protected. It's not something that they want to get into. So no one's going to tell you the truth. This Happy Times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? I would use it to try and better understand myself. I find I sometimes get lost in not understanding how I'm feeling to the point where I'm not enjoying my moment. And that's where therapy comes into play. I think it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries because it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists if you find you aren't fitting well at any time for no additional cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Happy Times today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Happy Times. And this trust your gut thing isn't very helpful. So what I really recommend doing is hopping on the platform that made me able to live the life that I live. Hop on YouTube. YouTube. There's definitely going to be somebody on there that can help you with your life. There's a lot of DIYs. There's a lot of people that will be like, this is how I plan to buy my first home. This is how I plan to buy my first uh, or rent my first apartment. All of the above. There's a lot of people out there because the people that are working in the, <laughs> in the places that you need help with aren't always going to answer your questions. It's really good if you have family members within that those little businesses because they can they'll give you most likely really really good advice and hopefully you have good family members who know how to manage their money and, and their well-being and, and they can give you good advice but I want you to know that 
if you're stressed about your future in in this aspect of it, because I don't, I feel like I've never talked about it in this aspect. You're not alone. I am there with you. Even though I have the the money to be able to afford the, the lifestyle that I want, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that I'm making the wrong decision. And I think, you know, there's a part of me that's like, okay, this is imposter syndrome. But there's also a part of me that's like, is this the right decision? And that's not even about me doubting who I am as a person. It's more like, okay, what do you do here? I don't know what to do. And I have a really, really amazing realtor. She's, she's awesome and she's giving me a lot of advice, but there's no way that she can tell me what to do. I have a great mortgage broker, but there's no way that he can tell me what to do. All of these people are there to do their job and they're not here to tell you what to do because that's not their job. It's your job. And so educate yourself because one of the best things you can do is to be educated. And I can tell you this, even though I haven't bought a home, I've called my mortgage broker, I think on average every two weeks for the last two years because I have so many questions I want to know. And mainly, I want to know if I'm, I'm doing it wrong. I want to know if there's a better way. I want to know if I'm on the right track because I'm scared to fail. I really don't want to fail. And I can tell you this, if you're asking questions, you're headed in the right direction. There's always going to be an opportunity that things don't work out. And if they don't, then, you know, I've always said, that's great. Go a different way. It's life telling you that, hey, maybe this one wasn't for you. So life is getting a little bit more serious. And I know a lot of you feel a little bit more stressed out. And I understand that. But I think the reason why you're stressed out is because you aren't asking yourself the questions that you need to know the answers to because you're a little scared. And you're not scared to know the answers. You're scared to not know if you're going to be comfortable in that position. And so you know the answer already usually, but you're not you're you're not sure how you're going to feel in that situation. Moving forward in life is always a scary thing and we all know that life is if we we face this inevitable change. And it's always going to come. And if you don't think that you can face it, well I want you to look back 5 years and I know I say this a lot, but five years ago, you probably didn't think you'd be where you are today, and you are. And no matter where, if it was up or down or whatever you think which direction it was, I can tell you right now you're heading in the right direction. You're doing all right because you're here. And I, I want to say that even if I don't know you, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of myself because five years ago, I wouldn't be confident. Five years ago, I wouldn't be educated. Five years ago... I wouldn't be who I am today. And so there's a lot of these little stressors, you know, money, financials in a whole, living situation, partners, all of the above. They really stress us out and work is one of them. But one of the things that I've, I've learned recently and the way that I've able to move forward in my, in my job to then think about these huge financial decisions is to understand that even though my, my work my work happens to be very creative, but the work that I do doesn't have to be my only form of happiness. 
I may come to work and I, I, I may work eight hours, nine hours, 10, 12, 13, 15 hours a day, whatever it is. I just have to enjoy doing that. But my happiness can lie somewhere else. My joy, my creativity can be elsewhere so that I'm not solely reliant on this happiness position, this creative position of my work to fulfill the joy in my life. Because when we do that, we're never going to be satisfied. We're never going to be satisfied working for other people or even though I'm self-employed, I still work for other brands. Brands hire me to make ads and everything like that. I'm still working for other people. And there's no way that I'm ever going to be as happy as I will be working for other people compared to doing what I love to do. And I think if you have your priorities straight of knowing what you love to do, knowing what makes you happy and thinking, okay, I can make this much money doing this job. I enjoy it. It's not my favorite thing. I enjoy it. And it allows me to have the time, have the money, be capable to do what I love doing. I think at that point, you're in a good spot. If you hate your job, it's easier said than done. And obviously I'm not in the same position as you. No one is, but it, it, you know, I can't just tell you to quit because you could, you could need that finances. Um, but if you hate your job, definitely, definitely start looking, look to change or outside of work, look for something that really makes you happy because a lot of the times, listen again, some of us don't have the time to go and do things that we really enjoy doing because we have a family to take care of, work to do, a bunch of things. And I understand that. But if you can even give yourself five minutes a day to do something that you really enjoy doing, maybe it's 15. Maybe you love playing video games and you want to play one like Call of Duty game, whatever it is. Maybe you really enjoy taking a long, hot shower. I don't know. It could be anything. Reading, yoga, crocheting give yourself that five to 30 minutes a day that's it and maybe that's the one thing that you look forward to because all of these stressors in life all of these things that are so scary i'm fucking terrified they all seem okay when i'm able to do the things that i love i really enjoy going to the gym i love working on myself i love i love pushing myself in that sense it makes my it makes my neck feel better. My, I don't have to go to the chiropractor as much. I don't feel as tight. I feel happy. The endorphins in my body are, are being released. I love playing hockey with my friends, my best friends. I love it. I, I, it's everything that I grew up doing, and it's amazing. And even though I get to play for an hour every like one to two weeks, that is something that will always make me happy no matter what I am freaking do for a living or anything, I always have something to look forward to. And I think that's the most important thing in all of this. If you guys are ever interested more on, you know, the home buying journey and, and where I'm at, I'm thinking about doing a YouTube series on it. And I don't know what channel to post it on either my dog channel or my main channel, Joey Kidney, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe send me a DM. This will also let me know if you're listening. Because this was definitely the most different podcast I've done in the last five, six years, which is crazy that I've been doing it for this long. But I really, I enjoy talking about this stuff and, and, and what I've learned and what the mistakes I've made. I've made so many mistakes. And I think the one thing 
that keeps me going after making mistakes is that I've learned from them. And the fact that I'm, I'm here talking about, you know, some of them, especially on this podcast, it's full of my mistakes and how I feel. I'm really happy to know that I'm educating myself off of my, (laughs) there's a mistake. I'm not even going to take that out. I started there. (laughs) I'm happy to be educating myself off of my mistakes. I really, really enjoy what I do. I enjoy the struggle. I enjoy every aspect of it because I have my happy things to look forward to. One of them is my partner. She's amazing. Our two dogs, amazing. And I can't wait to see whatever the next journey is that this brings on. And hopefully we find a home in the future. But as of right now, I'm going to keep looking. And the future stressors aren't so stressful when we have things to look forward to. And tomorrow is one of those things. So thank you very much for listening. Stay you, stay beautiful, and I'll talk to you guys next time.